Hello everyone and welcome to a new episode of Helicare the Shield Podcast, your podcast who weekly reviews of Marvel's Age of Shield that airs on ABC every Tuesday night. I'm I'm your host, Andrew Bai, and with me today is a special guest, and I'm gonna explain why he's here. So further ado, he's the creator of Across the Airwaves. He's Mr. Dan Schmidt, or Agent Dan Schmidt. How are you doing, yes. sir? Good, good. Uh, I feel like I'm in the wrong spot today, but I'm yeah. glad to be here. We're going to r- jump into news right away, but not just about S.H.I.E.L.D. We're also going to jump into news about the podcast. And sadly, there is some bad news. As you're noticing, Chris is not with us today. And here's the thing. He and I talked a few days ago, and he sadly had to inform me that due to some, you know, he has... Stuff to deal with when it comes to his family and job, and you know he needs to focus on that. He has sadly informed me that he he can no longer participate in the podcast. So yeah, th- yeah, it's 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 sad, and I know you know I talked to some listeners of mine that I that I know, and people are really responded well to Chris, and I'm I'm just as sad as you you guys may be, and so because he was a really good guy, and you know, and they, uh, we're look just so you guys know we. We didn't fight or anything. We are st- he and I are still like you know bros yeah. and so on. like we are still Bearman brothers forever and uh, <laughs> that's that's a little bit funny. Sorry, no, but like uh, so yeah, Chris is no longer going to be uh, a main po- co-host anymore. We- he might return for a few guest spots, but yeah. as so that's why I, uh, Dan has uh, been invited today. He's gonna fill in uh, for a few weeks and uh, you yeah, know, that's some big shoes to fill. Because Chris did do a great job with the show. He did do a great job. rock solid chemistry. Yeah, and we are going to be looking for a new host in the next upcoming weeks. And we, we you are going to get to hear, we're going to have some shifting hosts, shift hosts yeah. uh, with uh, some of the other members here of, of here at Across the Airways. So I'm not going to go into details regarding what I'm, what uh, you know, wh- how and when I'm going to look for my host. I'm... I just hope I, I just want to ask a little favor for you guys because I uh, I like maybe as you guys know I am this is my first time doing a main podcast by myself I've only been doing a few stages on the regular ATA podcast but this is my first one and I hope that you guys will stick around and uh, because I uh, my goal is to give you guys the best show as possible and um, I am we are, we are going to find um, a, a replace a, pl- a replace host who is you know who hopefully will do just as a fine job as Chris did and um, yeah I you know I want to fa- you know I just want to thank Chris for the weeks that he did do with us and um, he is still passionate about the show and um, so yeah for sure thanks Chris yes but. Okay, so that's the bad news, but you know what? Let's jump into some some good news. Okay, yes. so it was happening before me and Dan were about to talk with each other on Skype, and it was announced that ABC has officially picked up Marvel's Age of Shield for a full season with 22 episodes. So, guys, we still have 19 more episodes yes. of Shield to go for this season, and it's you know we knew it was coming. We, you know, it was just about the when, and uh, so yeah, we're full on, baby. Great. It's a good sign. It very much so is. And uh, the reviews seem to be coming around pretty well for the show t- as well. Yeah. It, it is normal for any new show, I think, that you know, it, it, takes a t- it takes time before people start settling in and, you know, really, you know, getting into the show. Because we're, it's, a, it's a brand new cast and it's a whole different feeling and so on. So that's, it, it makes sense. You know what? In a few weeks, I think people really have, 
will really get will really get the show. They will really understand it and so on. So I yeah. think yeah, it's gonna be good. So you know, well, kudos to Marvel and ABC for finally doing what we were waiting for by picking it up for a full season. And it's I can't wait to find out more. Yeah. And and then we have another little sh- uh, Shield news. If you have seen some of the Marvel one shots, there is a Marvel one called Item Forty Seven, and there was an actor named Ty. Titus Veliver, who yes. p- portrayed Agent Blake. Quite as you explain that, Andy, real quick, I just want to say, Item 47 is available on, because a bonus feature on the Avengers DVD and Blu-ray. So you can check it out there if you haven't seen it. Yes. So you know what we're talking about. Yeah. So yeah. So Titus, Titus Veliver will be reprising his role as Agent Blake from the Marvel one shot. We don't know specifically what. It's going to be in, in Episode 6 called yes. Fizzed. I'm not, ki- I'm not kidding. It's called That's a fun title. I I actually thought it was going to be Fitz related, uh, you know, Fitz uh, hey. based. But uh, yeah, it, but so that that's when he's going to reprise his role. We don't know what he's going to do, but I think it's good that they're bringing back some of the characters we have seen in these Marvel one shots. I yeah. I'm still hoping that Adrian Sitwell will be coming back because he's he was a great character, and uh, he was I think he was in the consultant. Uh, yes. So yeah, ho- let's. But I think it's good that they're actually you know bringing back. Some other shield people as well. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, but in a full universe. Exactly, exactly. So I guess with the, you know, with that said, let's jump into the episode, episode three, the asset. Yes, sir. You know, this episode was really a sky-based episode. We really got to learn. She really got to be, you know, she was the asset of this episode. She really got to try to be out there on the field, even. Which people have responded to in a weird way. People think that because this show is called Marvel's Agents of Shield, not Marvel's Assets of Shield. <laughs> so they are thinking. Some people feel like, why is she already getting to do all these things? And I think it's because I, I think it makes sense. I think it's because this character is the one that is that is gonna. She is the one that's gonna make people be she's she's the one who has all the social uh, experience and she as we can see with when it comes like the characters like Fitzsimmons that you know they're really shy and so on so like she is kind of like an inspiration to them so that's why I think she got to do the assignment because she fits into those kind of uh, parties but what do you think Dan well I think also the thing of it is because I think she's going to become an agent of shield I think we're working towards her developing or getting trained to become an agent of shield and a lot of times with different superhero well i mean the best example i have with marvel our cartoon shows at this point but it's always the first or the early on stories are told from a new character's perspective they did this a lot with the x-men where every x-men series would start out with a new character kind of joining the team kind of discovering what they're all about now, the biggest example i can think of is jubilee coming in got the x-men animated series she was so annoying. She was annoying, but we kind of got to learn about the characters and, and get them to the eyes of a new character coming in. Because I think that they're, that's what they're doing with Sky. Yeah. She's a much better developed character. But that's the type of thing. It's always good. If you're starting a new universe or exposing people to a new world with characters from the ground up, go with somebody who doesn't know what's going on so you can explain things in a natural fashion. Because I think that's what they're doing here with Sky. I agree. I think, yeah, exactly. I, th- I t- totally agree. And I think that because she is the most, I think because she's the most unexperienced one out of all of them, I think it's, that's why I think they decided to pick her as the one to go in there, for, you know, when they were writing the script. Right. And it's going to take a while before she becomes an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Right. But I think she's already showing a lot of potential. Oh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. And it's great that she, 
you know, the, that the ward became her su supervisor. Supervisor, yeah. Yeah, because these two characters are the ones that are bickering a lot, and we yeah. we know that they're going to get into a relationship pretty soon, or not pretty soon, but at some point, it's pretty much it's a very, game. It's very uh, male and Adara-like for you Firefly fans out there. Yeah, and um, so it's also because, and this goes into you know the Sky and Ward relationship, because they really, I wasn't expecting them to open up to each other so soon. Yeah, but I think we needed it to establish that it was there, that their connection was there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, do you like what we heard about their, their respective backgrounds? Uh, yeah, uh, Ward's background seems very uh, Marvel-like. It kind of reminds me of Professor Xavier's relationship with his half-brother, who turned out to be the Juggernaut. And how he beat up on him and stuff like that. You know, it, it easily, like, Ward's brother could almost be Flash Thompson before he has to turn around and actually becomes a decent guy. <laughs> what if, yeah, it, it would have been so weird if they it, uh, if Flash Thompson had been his brother. <laughs> and then we realized, like, oh, wait, Flash Thompson is a Spider-Man property, so when it comes to live action, we can't see that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. No, but I think that here's the thing. There's so much we still don't know about Sky and Ward, or to, you know, to be honest, all the characters in On Honesty. And I yeah. and I think that because here's the thing, people f were commenting on that these characters are so underdeveloped. And I my response was, well, guys, this is episode three we're on, but uh, for just being episode three, I think we're starting to get a lot of development. That it's a lot of development in. For just an episode free. Well, that's why I think we got what we found out about Sky and Ward in this episode because we were at the point where there was a lot of complaints coming out about there not being enough revealed about these characters, and so I felt like they had to do this because they felt there was a problem. Yeah, I agree, and I think it's um I don't know. Yeah, I think it's you know I just don't know how people how, you know I don't I, you know I don't get some of the criticism that it's getting. Some of them I, I, I do get. But I get some of it, but I'd say that I don't get some of the others that I get that I hear. I feel like people are wanting stuff too soon. Yeah, with they, Agents of Shield. Yeah, they want a lot of things. Because I don't know if you've checked out the blacklist, but that show is leaves a lot good mystery. Because there's a lot of unanswered questions on that show, and and it works really well for that show. Because I think that's what Joss Whedon's trying to do here. But because it's Marvel and everyone wants to see how it connects to the Avengers movies. Get all this stuff. They're expecting more from it than they really should be expecting. No, it's like people aren't being patient. Yeah, and I think that, I, I, you know, to compare it with another Whedon show, uh, Buffy. I know that there was a lot of comments on the fact that that uh, it, you know, it took a, it took a while for Buffy the show to get its groove and so on. It's and some of the characters as well. But I think that it's it's not. I don't think it's a Whedon thing. I think it's just that. I think it's a formula that, you know, when you get to uh, episode five yeah. or six of the series, that's when you start to really, you know, you know more about the characters, you know more about the story and so on. Right. And again, I, I want to say with this show is it's not a problem that Joss ran into with Dollhouse. Because by Dollhouse, we had really gone nowhere with the characters by this point. Because Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has gone so much farther. Yeah. The Dollhouse did. So I don't think they're in that problem. I just think people aren't being patient. Yeah, something I really liked about Sky in this episode was the fact she was put in in a situation where she had to go to this big event and yeah. socialize with socialize with people. I think I, I always like those kinds of situations for a show like this. Well, it was interesting because almost Sky, in a way, is a manifestation of all the Avengers. You could see bits and pieces of popular Marvel superheroes in Sky in this episode. 
which was interesting to make us connect with her. For example, you know, Ward was giving her kind of crap about kind of joking in the face of danger or not being serious. Mm-hmm. And that was like right there. I was like, okay, that's like Spider-Man. And then when she was at the party, it kind of seemed like she was temptation, tempted by the life of glamour and power that could come from being like someone like Ian Quinn. Yeah. And it almost seemed like it could manipulate her. Because I'm like, oh my gosh, that's like Tony Stark. And then there was her kind of playing both sides. You know, and and I felt that was very Black Widow-like. So it's interesting with Sky's character because it's like, yes, we can't get the Avengers every week. We can't get those actors. But all of those characters are almost kind of put together in Sky. Because that was interesting to see. I didn't think about that way. Yeah. Are you... Do you get what I'm saying? I that... get what you. I get what you're saying. It's kind of like that. They're taking a. They, they take. They took a piece from each of the Avengers members and put them into Sky. Right. Yeah, I think it's. Um. Yeah, I. Th- I think it makes a, t- a lot of sense. I th- and I. I think that because Sky is one of those characters that we, you know, whose eyes we see through on the show, she represents yeah. the audience in a way. I think that. Yeah, I think that makes sense that why she has all those sides of her. And I have to say that this episode just became so twisty because of her. Yeah. Because when she wrote uh, on the paper, and we're going to talk about Ian Quinn now as well. When she wrote the, on that piece of paper say, uh, saying Shield is listening, I'm like, wow, wow. Yeah. I did not see that coming at all. And then yeah. she goes ahead and tricks Quinn as soon right. as she gets into the office. I'm like, wow, did that, what's... What is going on? But what's crazy is she almost kind of made a game out of it. She did. Like, like it was almost fun to her. And that's where I'm saying is I think she has not gone through, gone through the point that most Marvel heroes do. You know, with great power comes great responsibility. Or the sky her- is a very intelligent, smart young woman who is capable of a lot of things. But I don't think she's learned how to use it responsibly. And I think what's going to happen, because this is a Joss Whedon show, I think there's going to be a circumstance that happens where because she takes things so lightly, Ward is going to get injured or something's going to happen to him. And that's going to screw up their relationship because Joss Whedon can never keep a relationship together on his TV shows. <laughs> Wait, you mean and that's Angel going to make her feel end up together in the end? Right. <laughs> I think that's true. And I'm still not sure how I feel about her actually still working with the, with the Rising Tide. Yeah. And um, I think that is still going to be explored throughout the season. And but, but but let's talk about Quinn. You know, he was you know the guest um, the guest star of the episode, uh, played by David Conrad. I th- here's two things I kept thinking of. One, he looks like he could be related to that guy. That what's it? Okay, Tomo, Tomo. Called Tomo Pankhead. Yeah, exactly. He looked like he could be related to him. Who was on Dollhouse, another Joss Whedon show. <laughs> yeah, and the other thing I kept thinking of, like it's kind of like. That actor, that that David Connor, he was playing like a Justin Hammer type of character. Yeah, I, I did say it to myself. Where's Sam Rockwell as Justin Hammer? He was to be. He he was yeah. to be on Shield, by the way. That's the weird problem. Like, uh, uh, uh-uh, you ain't coming here, yo. Yeah. But like, I that's what I kept thinking. Of. And here's the thing. Um, when he was announced that he was jo- joining the show, he was it was said that he was going to be a recurring character. And at first, we didn't know who it was. But I was really hoping that he would have been a Marvel character. And they well, I think if we're going to see him again, it would be in the next Gravitron episode, and we'll get to that in a minute. But exactly, yeah. And um, no, but I, I don't know. He he felt a little bit 
cheesy in a way. He came off as yeah. a very, you know, standard villain. But I, I and I don't think he was the key villain of the episode. He wasn't. But still, like when you're having a secondary villain in a way, you still need to make that villain yeah. just as compelling as this, you know, the main antagonist. Yeah. But he was fine. He, you know, he was he was cute, yeah. I guess. <laughs> and uh, they yeah. succeeded where they needed to with the villain, though. I thought. Yeah, and you know, it's good that the door is still open for him to come back and maybe do a better job because yeah. he wasn't awful. He was just like you. You, you kind of knew where where this was going. Yeah. But let's talk about. The, the the main villain of the episode, yeah. Mr. Dr. Franklin Hall, aka Graviton from the comics. Now, then, before we go go on, I need to ask you: before you saw him on this episode, had you ever read anything Graviton in the comics or seen anything else? Yeah, you know he he is a uh, kind of low level Avengers villain. Um, when they need someone for him to, when they need someone for them to beat up on, he shows up. Yeah. Uh, I also think, wasn't he in Fantastic Four as well? I don't know. Isn't he a part? I, I don't know if he's a part of the, the Frightful Four or not. But uh, he, I mean, he's really just kind of a run of the mill, street level villain. I mean, he can work as a Spider Man villain, to be honest, in my opinion. He is an Avengers villain, and yeah. he has been on, he was on two episodes for uh, that Avengers show that came before Avengers Assemble. And, um, I, you know, here's the thing I think that. I think it's great that they're actually using minor characters from the comics. Yeah. Because here's the thing. We want to see Marvel characters on the show, but I don't think it's a demand that we need to have, like, star A-star right. characters or B-star characters or whatever. Grav- Gravitron is right on the level of a villain that they need to have yeah. on this show. And he's if- not too big, but he's not too small either. Yeah, and... and- what did you think about this actor portraying this character? Do you think do you think there was anything was anything unique with him? Because he it, the first scene he had, like first scenes he had, was very not stiff, but it it took a while for me to get into him. This is the thing here. Um, I, I've commented on my voicemails come on your show about how there's been kind of a morality lesson learned every week, and I think um, Gravitron or Franklin Hall and his kind of transformation into a villain in this story was kind of that social metaphor that you know Joss Whedon captures in his show. But I think it was more of a characteristic of a Stan Lee social metaphor in the classic Marvel fashion as, as a villain um, because he was, again, one of those scientists. Cause there's so many in the Marvel Universe that wants to uh, create something for the greater good. Yeah. And that device gets out of control. Yeah. Definitely. And in the real world, and in the real world, we have things like that as well. We have the internet or computers and stuff, which have done a lot of good things, but have also spiraled out of control as well. And so I thought that was a good social metaphor on that. And that was more of a Stan Lee concept than a Joss Whedon concept that I'm glad to see classic Marvel thrown in here. I agree. And I, you know, I, I haven't read so much you know, from old school Marvel. So I, I'm glad that you, that you have the perspective. I think he was very... He was very intrigued, and he's a character I want to learn more about. And here's the thing: we know right. that he has a connection to Fitz and Simmons because yes. he was their teacher, and that was also really a good character aspect from from, their, from them. Saying because they, then it it showed us something emotional to them, and because right. people have been complaining about that they're just making they're just you know making quips all over the place but here's the thing they can be serious too and they were they got upset the teacher that he clearly and I hope when he comes back that there's more on that I, I think yeah exactly because i think that now colson has got to deal with it i think this next time th- those two should deal with him 
And and the thing is, that was actually a nod to classic Spider-Man because Dr. Octopus was Spider-Man's teacher. And that really hurt him when he saw Dr. Octopus go astray. So that reminded me a lot of classic Spider-Man. Yeah. And that's, and that's where I was able to make the connection that Gravitron, you know, it was a classic Marvel concept or trope because there's so many scientists in this universe that create something for the greater good. And it goes astray on them. Because that's for heroes and villains. Because we have Bruce Banner, who wanted to invent something. Gamma rays, and that got out of control. Because he became the Hulk. Because then you had Doctor Doom, who wanted to create good experiment to better his people. Because look what happened to him. He got a scarred face, and all that happened. And the Doctor Octopus, with you know his metallic arms. Because that, they got botted to his body. Because uh, Spider-Man 2 was a great example of that story. Because Gravitron's story felt very similar to that, as well. Exactly. I... If I ask you this though, because here's a, this, this is an important question when it comes to th- because the show is set in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and so on. Yeah. Could you see this character potentially not saying in, in Avengers two, but in some Marvel movie pop up as a minor villain? Yeah, I could see him popping up kind of scene similar to what we got in um The Dark Knight with Scarecrow, where Batman kind of fought him as a minor villain and like the opening scene of the film. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, I would love that. I would love to see that, something like that. Because, here's the thing, also, because Ian, he has done movies before and so on, so, yeah. you, know, he, he, you know, to me, he's always going to be Professor Quirrell from Harry from Potter. Harry Potter yep. It was just so weird not seeing without, you know, the turban or whatever, and... Yeah. And, uh, no, but... <laughs> I like that his first line in the episode was, are we there yet? Yeah. And then, and when we got that line, I thought he was going to be almost a comedical character. You know, he almost seemed goofy that first scene. Where he's like, are we there yet? You know, I was just like, oh, great. We're going to get a whiny, sniveling professor character. And then when we got the next scene, he was so much better. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, yeah, and I think and I think that's something that, you know, Jed Whedon and Marissa Tenshiro and try to is trying to balance balance because here's the thing while we do call it a, a lot we 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 say Josh Sweden a lot but we right. but we are actually you know of course we're including Jed Wien and Murder Tension Rome because they oh, are yes. the one they are the one that can write the most episode of the season and they are the one that takes the you know the full decisions in the end of the show. And um But again it, it's it's hard it's hard. I guess the confusion comes with that or we keep saying Josh Sweden because it's almost under his school of thought. <sighs> Like Angel was done by a lot of different people too. Because everyone goes to say it's Joss Whedon. And, and it, you know, it, it, they land line up with his tropes. And, and I would like to see Jed and Marissa maybe at one point branch out and make it their own thing. Go against some of the things Joss does. Yeah, and I think they're doing that. I think we just haven't noticed it yet. Yeah. I think, but we will, I think we'll see it eventually. Yeah. So I think what they did with that, because here's the thing that I don't know what it was called, but the whole Graviton thing that he was doing I, it looked really it, it looked really cool to be honest oh yeah and he must have cut a lot of money for you know for special effects well you know special effects with superpowers god tv i still think is a very experimental thing god uh, there were moments on smallville which is i guess the best example or i guess the highest they've gone with um, special effects with superpowers uh, that have worked real well god there were some that were complete misses or looked kind of silly, and I wasn't sure how Marvel was going to tackle some of this stuff. And from what we saw at the beginning with the truck, that was very impressive. God, turning the room upside down was very cool. God, then the gravity thing was really neat, that shot of uh, Franklin Hall falling into the gravity device 
that was impressive. Yeah, and the music was just so dramatic there. You know, well done on oh, yeah. McCreary once again. And well, um, just that slow motion fall of him in there. That that's probably one of the best special effects shots I've seen on TV. Here's something that I noticed when he was when he fell down there. There were times when it kind of froze up and it kind of looked like a comic page. Yeah. Did you notice that too? I think they were going for that. Yeah, and it, I think that you know th- when you do like that, that's when the whole comic booky theme can actually work well because yeah. because there's a there's a point where two comic booky doesn't work, but still something having something that is comic booky in a shot like shot like that does work. Yeah, and I really think that's a, a trick that should be credited to Smallville special effects artists. Um, they did that very well in the scene, because super speed scene. With Clark in the Checkmate episode. I was right. just about to I'm say Fitz that. You're Simmons. Why do I get to be Simmons? I want to be Fitz. <laughs> because I want to be able to say boobs. <laughs> that was adorable. Like, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, she probably used her, uh, uh, boobs. <laughs> oh, and, and Simmons is, oh, yeah, that has to be the only way out. And <laughs> <laughs> that was good. And Melinda. Your point, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, but I. <laughs> No, I think he he. I think that now, after having seen the episode a few times, he he became more and more intriguing as the episode progressed, and yeah. I I really want to see him back really soon. I'm not sure if he's gonna have a costume when he comes back, but I'm really wondering if because he, he I had a discussion with a few people the other day that how are these people gonna be able to run up against this guy, and I think that by the next by the time we see him again, I think there's gonna be a more hero on the show. They will deal, go up against him. Yeah, or or you know, Fitzsimmons comes up with some kind of gadget or device to deal with them, and that's how. Or we can get, get a Marvel this, hero. Then it would be more fun yes. if we saw a Marvel hero go up as a, against a Marvel villain. Not, I don't mind the tech, but come on now. Yeah, yeah, that would be neat. Um, the other thing is, I kind of want to see him when he comes back be almost made out of that gravity material that he fell in. Yeah, I think that here's the thing I'm really liking about the show. They're doing the Marvel formula by giving us post-credit scenes, and that last one was just yeah. so freaking amazing. Ready to reach the hand out of the yeah. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. But let's um. But yeah, I think we said pretty much enough. There, there, there is yeah. to say. I think the the fact that he had on Colson was because Colson essentially had to you know just kill him. He right. thinks he killed him, and that I think that was I don't know why I think this, but I think it was hard for him yeah and i think he's gonna feel more guilty about it when he discovers whatever happened to him exactly because i i think shield wasn't entirely honest with what him with what went down and i think really he called shield made him into something not human as well well that remains to be seen i i don't know what it is but you know uh, I don't it's think... almost because of shield call became gravitron and because of colson he's Gus having this post postmortem syndrome or something's not right with him, and that's because of Shield. Yeah, no, I I, I understand. I understand completely. Now let's talk about a great dynamic that is just getting better and better for each episode. The Colson and Maeve dynamic. I love these actors. I love seeing these actors interact with each other. And yeah, I believe there. Me and Chris were talking about at the beginning of the show that. Um, there's, I think that there's something be- that there's a, there's a history between those two. And I think it's becoming more and more clear that these two have 
something special between each other. Maybe whether it's a good or bad thing remains to be seen. But I think Melinda is the only one that can actually stand up to Coulson. Yeah, I think there's an unspoken feelings between them. Like they were going to tell each other how they felt, or May was going to tell them how they felt. Kind of whatever happened to May happened. Kind of it just threw them off. Yeah, their game. exactly. And um, no, I. But here's the thing. I. I'm glad that she said that she is actually now wanting to go back on, out on the field. Yeah. I've, I've, you know, because here's the thing. Ming-Na Wen is a badass. So, I, you know, I want to see her kick some more butt now. She wants to protect her Coulson. Yeah. It, I, I like this, the, the, the line when he said, you know, I fought with the Avengers. Although he didn't fight a lot with them. And, yeah. she, and she responded with, to, she responded like, yeah, and you died. I think it, I think it was something that really bothered May. Something, yeah, something is really bothering me, and I think that I think that is something that people have really been been patient with. That people are really patient with me because they love people love me that went so much. She's a big uh, icon for the sci- in the sci-fi community, and um, I think that I think that people really I think people are really getting uh, buying into this character of Melinda May. So, well, and that's because her scenes with Coulson are so good. Th- I mean, they are. Got- few of them but they're very good yeah i think we need to get more of them though i think that maybe they're uh, i don't i'm not gonna say that there's too much focus on the young people but i think that they need to start equaling it out i agree yeah and what was up with i wanted to ask you the whole thing with colson almost forgetting how to load the gun you always having that muscle memory issue is that because of what was done to him to bring him back to life yeah i was just sitting through I was I went back to watch the scene at least seven times before this ep- before going into recording. I have no idea. I have honestly no idea what that could be all about. Because that's where I came up with the whole idea that you know Coulson was almost made into something, thanks to Shield, almost like Gravitron was. I I I still believe that he is the same Coulson, but they had to do something. Yeah. Do you think he could be like part android, or he was? No, Wait, I, alien or I think he's what? What do they do? <sighs> it's still driving me nuts because they keep calling Tahiti, Tahiti magical. I'm wondering if it has something to do with Doctor Strange or something with in the realm of magic. Could it be an Asgard thing? <sighs> I still don't count Asgard as magic. I don't know why okay. I feel like that, and also because he went to Tahiti. And here's the thing, because I didn't know if Thor helped them out because. I mean, Thor was friends with Coulson, and you know, I wasn't sure if he felt bad or there was well, something to do with that. Well, they they he think they all think that he's dead. That's true. So yeah, but let's see what I don't think we I don't think there's much to discuss. By the way, I think this episode was pretty straightforward. There was a lot of great action, action and so on, and I like that. You know, I like seeing them just traveling around the world. Oh yeah, and just. Doing different missions. I think that is the strength of the show. I'm worried about the budget of Aldo because there seems to be go they're going all over the place. But I think it's hey, okay. hey I think ABC has these deep pockets. I think Disney and Marvel has some deep pockets. Yes. <laughs> uh, cough, but look, look so like here, point. ABC will help you out. <laughs> yeah, and I'm yeah exactly. So so yeah, but overall, I think I I would give this episode a four out of five. Okay. What would you give it? I'd say about four out of five, just because I wanted a little more setup than we got, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Um, but but I think this was part one. 
of a very good story that's going to have several parts. Yeah. In terms of Gravitron. It's kind of like how they do Deadshot on Arrow. I think it's yeah. he will be he will you know and we know he's going to come back maybe along right. with Ian Ian Quinn. But but yeah, but let's um let's let's see what our Twitter followers had to say about this episode. Yeah, I'm excited to hear that. Let's get some interaction. Yeah. So Let's see now. Uh, Hank09, a good friend of mine, episode three proves to all the naysayers that we will get to know these characters better. Sky and Ward open yes. up. Hashtag Age of Shield. I couldn't have agreed more. That I think I that is too. that is so right. And uh, Wicked Jen, a good friend of mine as well. I thought this episode was a little slower pace, which was good. Allowed for some suspense. Uh, much more gritty. Yeah, I agree with that. This episode was yeah. more grittier than any of the previous two episodes that we've seen. And I think that is really helping. Yeah, I agree. I, th- I think it was uh, a nice kind of... I, I think it was because we saw a character get turned to the dark side. That added a lot of grittiness to it. Okay, one quick other thing I wanted to mention is I thought this episode kind of nailed down kind of more of the formula or the procedure they're going to follow with every episode. Kind of making it more... Um, Kind of I, the example I gave was like the old Mission Impossible show, where mm-hmm. basically it was a team of agents that would go in and solve a mystery. Kind of not, not a mystery, but it's like save an operative or stop some device going off or stop a bomb or a terrorist tech or whatever. Now, the difference is Mission Impossible, because it's an older show, it just didn't have as much kind of character building. Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. is like Mission Impossible with the character building, got the cool superpowers and special effects layered on top of it. So yeah. I think this is much more of what the show is about rather than the glorified trailers we were getting the first two weeks. Because I think the glorified trailers were perfect to entice us and get us excited about the show. But I think this is more of what Agent Shield is going to deliver going forward. And I think that's why I got the pickup. Because it gave ABC an idea of the type of show this is going to be. Because I think that's going to work for them. Because it also might be a little bit more feasible in terms of the special effects yeah and let's see what else do we have yes we have um uh, yeah we have one last tweet uh, it's, a, it's a long one and i think it's a, a really interesting one uh, ex- uh, by exploding B- bullet a great follower um i let's see and uh, the show gets better with each episode in my opinion great to see the creation of their of their first supervillain as well in graviton the show um let's see the i remember him from Thunderbolts when i was a kid and i think marvel uh two and one where thing and black ball fought fought him he also fought cosmic spidey his first, he first appeared in avengers 158 as you already know which is, which is a co- co- comic i actually haven't read lol one of the few and uh yeah it, 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 really, really interesting thoughts and uh, let's see he oh there's another there's another part i am an an, an anresium survivor and i think graviton killed himself once by giving himself an uh i think hopefully i'm not confusing that and yeah and um yeah and he also mentions that his friend and uh, that he one of his friends was actually playing a security guard on, in, in that episode oh, very cool very cool and yeah, that's that's a tweet. Uh, we didn't have a lot of tweets this week, but hopefully, guys, make sure to tweet us your thoughts about each episode. Yeah. And, you know, because we love, I love reading tweets. And um, or leave us a voicemail by calling seven seven three eight zero nine three three six three. Okay, we'll play that voicemail on there if you like us. Yeah, Too. exactly. Like I, I, I have... specify that it's for the Shield podcast, also. Yeah, exactly. The right show. Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. So. Uh, yeah, I to- I totally agree with him. And yeah, and um, but 
And as we're heading into closing, you can check out our other podcasts here on Across the Airwaves. You can check out Long Behind Us, the Arrow Podcast, which will return this week as Arrow is officially back, baby, on the and CW. it was awesome, too, by the way. It was awesome. And, uh, Just yeah. as awesome as this show. Exactly. You know, we have t- it's amazing that we have two great superhero shows oh, uh, in two separate podcasts that we can talk that we that we, re- we will release every week. So yeah, make sure to check out that podcast. You can also check out DC Nation podcast, which is hosted by Dan and Michael. Yeah. And I believe you guys have a new episode coming up soon. Yes, we do. We're going to be covering uh three episodes of Beware the Batman and finishing out our thoughts on come the Smallville story arc. Smallville season 11 story arc. Um, Olympus. Yes, the Wonder Woman comic. And we're also going to be discussing Forever Evil issue number two, which has been released recently. Yeah, and you can check out, of course, the regular Across the Airways podcast, where we cover several TV shows. We cover Once Upon a Time, Tomorrow People, Castle, Big Bang Theory, New Girl, Glee. Like, the list goes Revolution, on. Revolution, the Rev- Blacklist. The Blacklist, Revolution. Yeah, you hear it, guys. It's over like 20 shows. Yes. And that one is hosted by mostly Dan and Nico. But you will you, you get you hear me and Wu there as well. Yes. And you hear me with doing some things with Dan and Nico. And you can also check out It's Time Time by Michael and Wu, uh, where yeah. they pretty much talk about everything. <laughs> and uh, you, can, you can follow me on the Twitter at Samira93. And you can follow the podcast, Helicarrier the Shield Podcast, at Shield Assemble. Remember that, Shield Assemble. You can check out our website, com for more information, where you can find our Google Plus page and our Facebook page, our Twitter feed, which is at, at Across Airways. There's no dumb. And uh, you, yeah, like you, you heard what Dan said. You can send, give us a, send us a voicemail about any show. You could give us your thoughts about Shield or Arrow. And you know, if you're sending it to Arrow, make sure to specify it's for Long Behind Us. Or you can talk like any of the shows we cover on Cross Airways. Yep. And if you want to send us an email, you can me- email us at cross uh, across the airways at gmail dot com, and uh, you specify who is f- who, which podcast it is for, and we will read it on the air. So nice. I think that's yeah, and also we well, uh, go, no go uh, go on. I was also going to make one more quick announcement that our this podcast and our other podcast are now an affiliate of iTunes. Yes. So if you click on the subscribe button for this podcast or any of the podcast, on our site or on our main page, clicks the button that says download on iTunes, located on the right hand side of our spotlight section. If you click those buttons, anything you purchase on iTunes for the next three days. A portion of the profits iTunes makes on that will go to across the airwaves. Yeah, and so if we, you want to help our site keep us on the air, please do that for us. Yes, you 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 heard the boss. Uh, we would really appreciate that. And we also have another plug for a friend, um, a podcast that is a good friend of ours. Uh, um, at Fantastic Geek on the Twitter, at Fantastic Geek with PH instead of F, and they do their Shield podcast. At shieldpodcast.blogspot.com. And uh, yeah, make sure to check them out. Make sure to check out shieldside.net, which is run by Craig Byrne, my boss, and a good friend of mine, which is a website that covers Agents of Shield. You can find images for episode 4 and 5, along with episode descriptions, and you can find reviews by Matt Tucker and Derek Bigale. So yeah, head over there, and you can follow Shieldside at, on the Twitter at Shieldside. And uh, yeah, if you're not sticking around for spoilers, uh, we will see you next week 
on the Helicarrier. Stan, so, thank you so much for being here. You will be here with us. Yeah, no problem. Eight. So yeah, it was and, a good time. Thanks for having me. Uh, of course, and we, we, you know, we. Uh, hopefully, people will be excited to hear you next week as well. So yeah, and if you're not sticking around for spoilers, guys, once again, we will see you on the Helicarrier. See ya. was the audio for the trailer for the fourth episode of Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. called Eyes yeah. Eye, and here is the official description. Agent Coulson and the S.H.I.E.L.D. team try to track down a mysterious woman who has single-handedly committed numerous high-stakes uh, heists. But when the woman, woman's identity is revealed, a troubling secret stands to ruin Coulson. Wow, Coulson has a lot of secrets! <laughs> Yes, he does. And what we know about this episode is that this episode was actually part of parts of this episode was actually shot in Sweden. If uh, what you can find on at shieldside.net, then on those images, you can see that there are a couple of men dressed in dressed up in suits and red masks. And uh, no, it's not a hint to Red Skull, although it would be, it would be cool. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. And uh, but I think it's gonna be, it's gonna be a really interesting episode. It's it's seems that Coulson has a lot of top loose ends that keeps coming back to him. Yeah, it's all those mistresses now. So uh, what do you think about this episode? That uh, from the sounds of it, it seems like it's uh, the woman that they're after is a former Shield agent, and I'm thinking because it sounds like they're surprised at what she's doing. I'm wondering if this has something to do with the controller. Who is a villain that's kind of on the same level as Gravitron. And he basically can control people with these discs that he implants on the back of their neck. So I'm wondering if that she's being controlled by the controller or it's some sort of artificial intelligence thing. Which may be a hint towards maybe a certain villain appearing in a certain Avengers movie. But that's just wishful thinking on my part. <laughs> I'd say it's more likely going to be the controller. Well, they haven't said anything about... Who the who, you know they I, they only mention in trailer trailer that she is being controlled and there's a, this there's this funny line by Sky yeah. where like you know she's a robot and she looks more like you know, hey you can can you do that too and he's like what okay. <laughs> Sky dear she he's not a robot he's just emotionally closed right. <laughs> it was just a funny line when she said that like can you do that and uh, yeah. no but it's it looks like it's gonna be a great episode i i, I don't know it, it would be nice if they actually surprise us with who is re- behind this yeah this woman i think gritty is the key word for this show moving forward because i think gritty is what we're going to get next week yeah, exactly. I think that's all that we had to say about this episode. Once again, um, we hope we hope to see you back next week on the Helicare.